Welcome back to 20-something, the podcast where we make conversations about self-development. More fun because we're in our 20s and life is not that serious. Michelin, like the company that gives stars to restaurants in the world, like when you hear about a Michelin star restaurant, is the same company as Michelin, the tire company with the fat, white, abominable snowman mascot. Like that is just beyond me. The freedom and the power that you have sitting in the Tesla chair. I was negotiating hundreds of millions of dollar contracts, negotiating on material prices, negotiating on volumes. I had a job that probably no 18-year-old at a super high-performing corporate company would ever even imagine. And I was sitting in my college apartment. And you're like in your pajamas. (laughs) Literally. But I also know that I want my 23-year-old self to be very different from my 22-year-old self. So I'm spending time right now like getting crystal clear on who I want her to be across all of these buckets and documenting it. So that going into the new year, the things that I'm spending my time and money and energy on and the things that I'm not reflect who she is. Because my ideal 23-year-old self, I may not be her right now, but if I can get clear on who she is, what she looks like, how she carries herself, the kind of lifestyle she lives, then I'm already one step closer to being her. If you're playing in a soccer game and there's no referee and there's no rules, the biggest, meanest team is going to win. Traditionally, that's been some of the big businesses and some of the big corporations. Once you start to have fans, referees, once the governing body is starting to declare the rules, then you can start to create a beautiful game. You have two votes that matter. Your vote at the polls matters, but the vote that matters the most is where you're spending money and where as a consumer you're focused on uh, will eventually shift where businesses are focused on. You really will change the way that businesses operate. Once you actually start the job, you realize like you have to do the job. And if you don't love the job, your life is going to suck. And it doesn't matter how proud everyone else is or how impressed everyone else is around you. The second you're done with the LinkedIn post... Nobody cares because they're busy living their own life. Ask the questions like you deserve to feel happy. You deserve to feel joy. You deserve to go to work and love what you're doing. What does that look like for you? I find a lot of the time that on New Year's Eve, everybody's focus is on setting resolutions for the upcoming year, which is great. Like that's important. But people overlook how it's equally important to look back on the entire year that just came to a close. Like notice the patterns in your behavior. Notice what's changing yourself. Notice what you spent your time on. Otherwise, like the resolutions you set every year, the goals you set are just going to keep going on loop during sex. You cannot physically be depressed. You cannot physically be depressed and having an orgasm at the same time. Best resource of the year. The podcast, (laughs) I put everyone on this, but there's a podcast called Not Investment Advice. My single favorite podcast on the face of the earth. I will stay on this podcast until the day I die. I've been listening to it since episode zero, like when they first released. I found it on Twitter in some thread. I don't even know how, but I tell everyone to listen to it, especially if you're interested in tech and business and you want to laugh while you're at it. This one is gold. Like the guys on here make me laugh so much. It's just three lads, like two of them are British. One of them is from Vancouver and it's just an hour long chat episode that also kind of catches you up on business and tech news. And it's, it's so much fun. Yo guys, anyway. hold on a second. Uh, Jack, do you have anything else to share? No. Okay, beautiful, because I, I, I didn't want us to forget this, and I know we talked about it in the group chat. I want to give a shout-out to Alina uh, Dimitrova, right? Special shout-out for uh, somebody that stands NIA. Uh, Alina uh, has a podcast called 20-something, and uh, I guess you guys will go all check that out. But uh, appreciate the shout-out. Yeah, she gave us a shout out as her favorite podcast. I listened to that segment. It was 
very cool to hear. She says she listens since episode zero, so OG yeah. fan oh, killer sure. game. Investing is something I like never regret spending money on. I don't really second guess it or see it as a gamble. I almost see it as like a tax on education or like an addition to your education. Even if the money's lost, I learn a great deal. This is psychotic, but like I get more excited about buying crypto or investing in, you know, whatever the hell it is that I'm interested in the moment. I get more joy and excitement from spending my money on that than from buying like a purse, for example. We can't really comprehend the idea of compound interest in our brains. We don't really understand, but that's so powerful. Once you do just follow that principle, you'll see the gains in your body, in your life, in your mindset. You'll see it. You'll see the improvements. I spend way more on travel than the average 22-year-old does, but that's okay because that's my thing. So I spend money on it happily because the value that I get from it in return exceeds the amount of money that I spent on it. This year alone, like I took myself to Malaga, Marbella, Positano, Capri, Rome, Napoli, Paris, Mykonos, Mexico, Miami, New York, Vancouver, twice, and I moved to a new country. Whether for you it's travel or it doesn't have to be, it can be fine wine or it can be fashion or cars or scuba diving. I love it when I meet people who have their thing that they don't think twice about splurging on. Because it was like coffee and alcohol. If they ever ban espresso martinis, <laughs> I'm deporting myself. Which, like yeah, I'm leaving this shit. country. White Claw Daddy was taken. And I don't like numbers. I like to be like the original. I don't want to be White Claw Daddy 008. That's just insulting. So, <laughs> so that I came up with Croatian. Croatian White Claw Daddy. Because you add the Croatian and I swear that will like 3x how much attention you get. Yeah. Every, all girls love European men. Best and worst drink for a girl to order on a date. For a girl, if she orders a beer, then I feel like she's the type of girl. If the girl sits down and says, give me a Guinness, like, <laughs> what's your reaction? If she says, I'm like, oh, this is like <laughs> a hefty girl. <laughs> Start with cocktails and then do wine, like a bottle of wine with dinner. And if he can pick a good bottle of wine, that's impressive. Actually, one step above that, the most attractive thing is if a man orders an espresso after dinner, dessert, I know that's my husband. <laughs> I'm excited for the wedding. I want you to get married. I want all of my friends to get married just so that I can start planning weddings. And that's another thing. I personally don't care to have like an actual wedding. Could never be me. I'm Women who can cook, deal breaker or no? I guess the question is like if she can't cook, is yeah, that a deal breaker? Not a deal breaker for me. And there's always room for learning. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I try to remind myself that just because the public markets don't look so glamorous right now doesn't mean that they're obsolete bear markets also happen to be the best time to buy into public stocks because there's a high chance that they're discounted alternative investments are just a fun way to spice up my portfolio and diversify a little but i feel like like okay like i'm not like i don't <laughs> no i'm cutting it that was the best answer <laughs> i think women should know how to cook very rapidly. It has not hit mass market adoption. It has a lot of limitations and complications and kinks still being worked out. I've lost a lot of interest in Bitcoin over the past like year-ish, and I've definitely turned my attention to Ethereum. I'm also not going to talk about shitcoins on this podcast. If you want to hear about shitcoins, you can find other podcasts on that. I mean, I feel like it's... You want to be able to make pancakes the morning. You want to be able to make pancakes in the penthouse apartment the next morning with the dress shirt on. We talked about this. It's a problem if they can't follow a recipe. The same way that you can invest in real estate in the physical realm, domain names, I see them as being real estate on the internet. One of the key characteristics of a valuable asset is scarcity. If something exists only in limited quantity or accessibility is limited, it becomes valuable because not everyone can have it. Domain names are inherently scarce because you can only have one google.com. You can only have one facebook.com. I would not expect to 10x my money on fine wine, but 
as an asset class, it has been shown to outperform a lot of index funds. If you're a wine connoisseur, that could be something to chew on or sip on, I guess. But yeah. Next question. question. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I ever posted myself in a bikini, I was like absolutely terrified. And I think it was around 16. I was like, I shouldn't be terrified of this. Like I, I want to be confident in my body and I want to feel good about what I'm posting. So I want other girls to feel that as well. So it, it kind of went on a journey of like, putting myself out there on social media and then by doing that like other girls kind of felt that way too like for example my swimwear i wanted to make it like sexy and fun and desirable but without making girls feel bad about their bodies so the girls can go on the page and see models that look like them and also be like oh but they look sexy so about halfway through the first year i came up with the idea to start a clothing brand but i discovered it's really really hard when you're outsourcing from a manufacturer just because it takes so long to get like the product to make it 100% exactly what you want it just takes quite a bit of time and I wasn't I'm impatient so I was like no I'm gonna teach myself how to sew so I borrowed my mom's sewing machine in my little tiny dorm room and I posted it on Instagram I remember I got so many girls were like oh my god I'll try it like I'll take pictures I ended up having like I don't even know how many bikinis it was but in the beginning it was a lot I was like sewing constantly before the launch and sending out these bikinis for like half of the price that I was planning on getting for back then I would sell them for like $20 each I was making like no money on it I was just trying to cover the cost of the fabric but because I did that in the beginning before I launched I had an arsenal of girls that were posting my product even before it was available which made it like how do I get my hands on that like how, do, how can I have that it set me up really good and when I did launch I remember sitting in my bedroom and I had my whole family I was like it's launch day it's launch day I have to sit on my computer I have to look at my I was using Wix at the time I have to look at my Wix updates and you hear the little like cha-ching when you get an order come through and every time it came through like constantly throughout the day my mom was like order order everyone in the house was screaming and it was really really exciting and it was a really amazing feeling because I knew that I had something and I was like at a crossroads I was like I don't know what I really want to do with my life do I want to go to college I had like so many things I wanted to do I quit that job and started working for Equinox one of the perks of being an Equinox employee is that you get either a free massage or a free facial. And at the time, I really needed a massage, but I was like, mm, I've never had a facial before, let me get a facial. I ended up having a really bad reaction to the facial, but I loved the facial. So I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. So I, I didn't even know what the proper name was. S? I didn't even know how to pronounce the word. But it's difficult to spell, so I didn't know how to spell the, the word for like a while after I joined school. That's tough and very embarrassing. But I joined school like two weeks later. I was like, this is what I really want to do because I really want it to help help people but I didn't really like through yoga I just it was just I really wasn't getting that connection with the people so I was like I really want to help them a different way and still make money so that's when I got into theology and I love that when the pandemic happened my business was gone I was like literally about to I was on my way to be one more month I would have fully booked all that went to shit and I was depressed but I never stopped. I just kept doing, I kept doing facials on myself and on my little cousin, tuning into like the newest trends that people were doing during the pandemic. It was scary, don't get me wrong. It was definitely a time in my life where I was like, dang, I don't know if this is right. I'm putting a lot of money into this. But I was like, if all else fails, I'll just go for first spot. I just saw my parents were like, something. I was like, I don't have a plan, but I just know that this is gonna work. If it doesn't work, like, I'll literally go get a job. You say that as a joke, but it's so true that if your ambition is just to make as much money as possible, 
entrepreneurship is the only way to get there because yeah. nobody's going to get rich working in that. You're not going to get rich working for somebody else ever. Yeah. You have to start something on your own. You Look at you. You're living the dream. You're living the dream. You move to a new country. You're working in consulting. You're traveling all around the States, playing poker on the side, traveling to Europe for work. What else? Anybody who's moving to a new city, I think you really need to consider whether you're ready to put parts of your life behind you. Some people aren't. And there's nothing wrong with either of those. There's usually, you can put it on a graph and there's two axes. There's one, what type of project it is. And on the other axis, it's how close you are to a given deadline. So on the function, if you're on a due diligence, they're longer hours. If you're on an implementation or a PMO project, they're generally less hours. If you are two days before the final presentation, it doesn't matter what project you're on, it's going to be horrible. I'm a very strong advocate of the like 15-minute foosball breaks at work. I think that's good for the sustainability of the hours. What area you might be better? You know, if you really like LPO, good chance investment banking, no matter how prestigious it is. Probably not for you. I think that's a good piece of advice. If your favorite class is LPO, don't go into banking. I love people who get straight to the point. Like The shorter a text message is, the faster I am likely to respond. Cut all the Shakespearean poetry and make it as concise as possible. Younger professionals will spend like 45 minutes crafting the perfect cordial email with perfect punctuation and exclamation points, like the whole orchestra. Whoever you're writing to that you're trying to impress, whether it's a senior partner, will respond back like, okay, sent for my iPhone instead of the typical monotonous like good how are you that people mutter so quickly in passing and then move on to the rest of the conversation people have a positive psychological response to enthusiasm at the beginning of an interaction so if you start your interaction with i'm amazing how are you that's so out of the blue just because everybody else says good how are you impeccable speech means not talking down on yourself not gossiping or spreading rumors and not being sarcastic so i try to avoid those three things to keep a high standard of speech physically own the space around you confident people, the social butterflies in any kind of social setting, are extremely comfortable with their physical surroundings. A huge myth that eating at night is bad for your metabolism or you're going to gain weight or anything, it does not matter meal timing. Intermittent fasting, bullshit. Eating at night, like you're going to gain weight, bullshit. The scientists said like it's total daily intake that matters. You're not going to gain more weight by eating at 6 p.m. or 11 p.m. Like say you post a story, I know exactly who's <laughs> posting because if it's Emma, her dinner is like egg whites with stevia and like a no, side of actually cucumbers. no, Elena. The most recent thing that she'll do whenever Chris comes over, they'll make themselves a plate of cut up cucumbers and sprinkle like cinnamon and jello powder on it. Not and cinnamon then- and jello powder, cinnamon and stevia or jello powder. You're not destined to count calories forever if you don't want to. You're not destined to do workouts you don't want. Like you're not destined to hate your body. You're designed to love it. I think a lot of social media has said like, don't have an aesthetic goal. Don't try to lose weight. I think if it is your goal to lose weight and you genuinely want to enjoy your summer and still want to lose weight for summer, I think that's totally fine too. I don't think anything's wrong with that. So it's fine to have those goals. It's fine to track your calories if it's healthy for you. Oh, why don't you drink? Go lame, like whatever, just for fitness. It seems like not a good enough reason not to drink and it feels like you're being too extreme. There's a lot of judgment around alcohol, but I think kind of do what you want. Just like see how you feel. And people who say that, like worry about what you're drinking. Like don't worry about what somebody else is eating, what somebody else is drinking or what they're doing in the gym. As long as you're happy with what you're doing, like leave everybody else alone. That's what I say a lot of times. Like, I feel like over the past few years, I just don't care too much what people think of me anymore. There's so many ways to be healthy and fit. And and like you said about the nutrition piece, I mean, we're talking about aesthetics a lot. The whole nutrition thing in general, that's what really matters. Your health. Are you getting out for walks? Like, are you just generally like a healthy person? Are you happy? Like, there's so many ways to be healthy and look at fitness and food. And I think we're just trying to share two perspectives. You can't hate yourself into getting a body you love. Emma 
can have these huge aesthetic goals because she knows how to take care of herself and like loves herself first. So to anybody who wants to have aesthetic goals or like go on a fitness journey, you got to know who you are first. It is an exciting time to be in healthcare. We have a lot of issues, a lot of challenges, a changing population, tightening budgets. Like <laughs> it's like the perfect recipe for a lot of challenges and a lot of opportunities to solve because I actually want to know is the thing that I just applied for really aligned with what I want to do. So I talk to two people and they were incredible. I didn't know what the projects looked like. I didn't know how it was going to be different from healthcare consulting at other firms. In those chats, I really just tried to understand A, what does the job look like? B, what are the skills that are required to do this job well? And C, like, do I just generally like the vibe? Anytime groups of people talk about masculinity, it's always labeled as toxic. Masculinity is never talked about in any other way other than toxic masculinity. Love with a traditional balance of strong masculine and feminine energy should be celebrated the same way that couples who have eliminated gender roles are so easily celebrated. What I'm noticing too is that we've become so obsessed with this idea of equality between genders that we're actually now going in like the opposite direction where we're shutting down men, we're shutting down traditional masculinity in attempt to make up for the decades of inequalities that women have faced. That doesn't work. Like, shit just doesn't add up. You can't fix a pendulum that has gone too far in one direction by pushing it in the other extreme just as far. You need to find a natural state of balance where both the masculine and the feminine energy are equally celebrated and respected. All the challenges and the life struggles that you went through and that put you in this position, and you're only going to get better from here. And if you get worse, it's gonna, it's, we're going to have some problems, but you're only going to get better from here. Look, you're happier than ever now. Oh, for sure. And I feel like I'm not even as happy as I could be like tomorrow or the day after or the day after that. Like it's always like a constant pursuit of happiness, but it's also like living in the moment at the same time. I'm happy. I love what I'm doing. I love work. I love the grind. I love working out. I'm, I'm meeting so many new people that I thought I'd never meet. I'm doing a podcast for the first time in my life that I never thought I'd be doing. Uh, Exclusively on 20 something. I just didn't think any of this was, I'm like so blessed. I'm so blessed. Motivation is useless because it's based on feeling. Motivation is, do I feel like going to the gym? Do I feel like grinding at work today? Motivation changes like the weather. It comes and goes the same way that any emotion does. If you rely on only doing things when you feel like it, when you're in the mood for it, you're never going to get anything done. Most of the time, the answer is no. No, you're not going to feel like doing it. Once you let go of that false idea of motivation, you actually realize that 100% effort towards something is a hell of a lot easier than 90% effort towards something. When you're 100% committed to doing something, you remove the decision-making. You remove the possibility of even being swayed. It doesn't matter whether I'm motivated or not. I'm going to stick to the plan because I'm disciplined. And once I make a promise to myself, I'm going to keep it. It's not hard. I just have a rule that I don't break the promises I make to myself. That's where confidence comes from. Being alone does not have to mean being lonely. Being lonely is a negative feeling. There's a very negative connotation around that word. Being lonely is an emotion that centers around a feeling of lack. It's, oh, I'm lacking something or someone else in my life. Being alone is different. It's not negative. It's just a natural state that one can get comfortable with. And it can actually bring you a lot of happiness. If you find any kind of value in this episode, send it to your best friend, send it to your mom. 
share it with anybody. One step further that would help me a ton is if you leave a rating and review on the pod. That makes a huge difference. The main way that podcasts grow on platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts is through ratings and reviews. That's what like gets the algorithm to push it to more people. So if you can take literally 30 seconds to write a review i don't care what you say like just tell me what your favorite episode is any kind of feedback you want to leave stuff you want to hear from me or guests that you want to have on the podcast let me know i promise i read all of them and i would be super grateful